0: When one is face to face with God, for I am the face of God, the invidious voices and doubts of one's own conscience are called into account in the omnipotent presence of God. Public opinion is drowned out simply by the fact that I am He. Perhaps in your guilt you do not know what to say, and the words of your own justification are caught in your throat, it is then you need a Saviour who takes your iniquity completely and absolutely without uttering a word of deceit. In fact, no deceit was found in my mouth. This is why I remain silent today, for I was thinking of you, the day when the accuser of the brethren incriminates you, brings up your guilt, your misdeeds, your wrongdoings, and beats you over the head with your sin, it is then you need a savior who knew who he was and who he is, a savior who needs no defense. When you have no defense, I am your defense. When the accusers of your soul are shouting, Crucify him, crucify her, he deserves to die, she deserves to suffer for what she did. I am your defense. I die in your place. Your sins are remembered no more. I put them as far as the east is from the west. Perhaps you are innocent, but your accusers do not believe you. It is then you need a savior who was falsely accused. I have gone before you, paved a path for you in humility and meekness all the way to heaven. The roar of the crowd around me continued, Crucify him, crucify him. When Pilate was about to completely buckle under the crowd's pressure, he remembered his wife's dream. He remembered her pale, torn face looking up at him with her sweet, trusting eyes, when she whispered in her eerie tone, have nothing to do with this man. I suffered much in a dream last night because of him. Pilate loved his wife. He respected her. But what is a dream? What is truth? Could a warning in a dream be counted on? Can a dream prove to be a valid reason to ignore a screaming, frenzied mass? Of course it can. But people over the centuries to come will often not give a second thought to a woman's dream, or anyone's dream for that matter, even though many dreams are given to people for warnings. If Pilate told the crowd he could not crucify me because of his wife's dream, they might pick up stones and throw them at him instead. A frightening thought, but perhaps this could have saved his soul. Fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Matthew chapter 10, verse twenty-eight. Pilate could not forget the image of his wife as she gripped her stomach nervously while she spoke, as if the knots in her stomach would become knots around his throat. Sweat poured down his brow. The crowd is shouting much too loud, he screamed inside of his head. Won't someone stop this shouting? I must get hold of myself. I have a reputation to uphold, he frantically debated with himself. I will work it out with my wife later. One more chance, one more chance, Pilate decided as he clenched his hands around his own throat I will give the crowd one more chance to relent. Pilate faced the maddening crowd, much like facing a ravenous beast in a jungle, and emphasized for the third time, I find no fault in this man. Release unto us Barabbas! Release unto us Barabbas! What shall I do with this man Jesus? Pilate retorted, Crucify him! Crucify him! What has he done? Pilate implored the mob at the top of his lungs now, but the deafening roar of the crowd drowned out his voice. Crucify him! Crucify him! As I silently listened to their protests, I thought about each one of them. I knew each person intimately. I knew the number of hairs on each of their heads. I had woven each of them together in their mother's womb. In the darkness, I had formed each body, each brain, every organ, giving each of them their specific DNA. My thoughts toward each of them were more than the grains of sand of the sea. I knew when they arose in the morning. I knew when they sat down. I knew each word on their tongue, just as I know your words, your thoughts, just as I know your going out and coming in. I was thinking of them, just as I am thinking of you now. Destiny was in my hands. I was not afraid. Pilate, however, was quite terrified when he clearly could see that even after all of his pleading he had failed. Surely his reasoning was sound? But how can one reason with the unreasonable? Utterly defeated, a dark cloud came over him. He felt like a nervous rabbit caught in a trap, surrounded by hungry coyotes. He stared, but not at me, more like through me hoping there was a way out. He wondered how I had gotten myself into this predicament. He shook his head with pity. I did not pity myself. I did, however, pity him. He was caught in the middle of my people, Israel, whom I came to save, the sons and daughter who descended from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It was their long-awaited Messiah, I had come to them, but they did not receive me. They did not recognize me, they much longed for king, deliverer, Masyach, who was the only one appointed by Yahweh, who descended from the Davidic line to rule the United Tribes of Israel. I stood before them now, just as I had stood before them in the temple on the feast of Sukkot. On the last day of the seven-day feast I proclaimed publicly If any one is thirsty let him or her come to me and drink Whoever believes in me as the scripture has said streams of living water will flow from within him John chapter 7 verses 37 to 38 I knew full well the significance of what I was saying The Jewish leaders of the temple knew what I meant as well, but they only added it to their blasphemous statements which they accused me of making. During Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles, my people Israel carried torches around the temple, illuminating bright candelabrum along the walls of the temple to demonstrate the coming Messiah who would be a light to the Gentiles as well. The priest would draw water from the pool of Siloam and carry it into the temple, where it was poured into a silver basin beside the altar. The priest would call upon Yahweh to provide heavenly water in the form of rain. Many people looked forward to the future, to the pouring out of the Holy Spirit, the latter harvest, as was spoken by the prophet Joel. When I proclaimed that I was the living water, I was proclaiming to be the source of the water, the Maim Hayim, living water coming straight from heaven. When I then exclaimed, "I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life." John chapter eight, verse twelve. The people in the temple understood that I was claiming to be the Messiah the light to both Jews and Gentiles. Sadly, they were too blind to see the light who stood before them. No, I did not pity myself. I knew what I must do. I did pity Pilate. However, for even though he would make his decision with a sorrowful heart, not one of anger, malice, or greed, he will still be swayed by public opinion, Which will be his ultimate downfall. I also had pity for my people Israel, for oh, how they would suffer after this night. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God's anointed ones, how often have I longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks, how often I would have gathered them under my wings. Luke. Chapter 13, verse 34. I knew a time was coming soon after they rejected their Messiah that Jerusalem would be under siege and taken from them for nearly two thousand years. For this long period of time, they will be scattered throughout the earth. When Israel becomes a nation again and they inhabit Jerusalem, the times of the Gentiles will be fulfilled. Luke chapter 21 verse 24 The Gentile church age will rise up and be a predominant presence on the earth until 1967 After a 6-day war when the Jews capture Jerusalem once again I will pour out my spirit on Jew and Gentile and they will become one new man Ephesians chapter 2 verse 14 to 16 For I am indeed the light to the world both Jew And Gentile. As the mounting doom gathered against me, I remember the previous week when I rode into Jerusalem on a donkey, exalted as a king. The shouts coming from the crowd at this procession were shouts of joy, gladness, praise, exaltation. Many people who were now shrieking, Crucify him! were then shouting with glee, Long live the King! God has given us a king. Let heaven rejoice. Glory to God in the highest. Alleluia. The euphoria of the adoring crowd did not affect me that day. Neither does the clamor of this belligerent crowd affect me now. I am not swayed by public opinion. I do only what I see the Father doing. I live only to please my Father in heaven. I am without blemish, perfect in every way. I cast no stones against the crowds. Whether the public is for me or against me is of no consequence to me. The consequence remains solely with each person's decision in his or her own heart. I remain the same, yesterday, today, and forever. I was thinking of them as I was thinking of you, just as I am thinking of you now. When the waves of the masses ebb and flow, and you are drifting alone on your own raft, troubled, being tossed to and fro on the waves of indecision, you can't call upon me. I will calm the storm. I will walk on the water and reach out my hand to you and say, Take courage. I am. Don't be afraid. Matthew. Chapter 14, verse 27. You will notice there are wounds in my wrists, and the wounds will make you whole. I was thinking of you, as the crowds were shouting, both with glee or with anger. I could hear your cry amidst the crowd, and I set my face like a flint to accomplish the task of your salvation. I could also hear your shouts, some of when you are praising me for what I have done and other times when you are cursing me for what I have not done, that you think would have been better for you. I know this will be a constant struggle for many, but my ways are not your ways, and my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways, my thoughts higher than your thoughts. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts, and your thoughts. For as the rain comes down, and the snow from heaven, and returns not but waters the earth, and makes it bring forth, and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Isaiah chapter fifty five verses eight to eleven.